You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Your levels are fine. My levels are fine. Your levels are fine. My levels are fine. <laughs> fine. Just like the bar winch is fine. The bar winch <laughs> is fine. The bar winch is fine. Hello, bar winch. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm feeling a little bit um, tired, I guess. You're all running a bar and it can't, must be a tiring job, Just right? Just dead on my feet. Just dead on your feet. Well, it's appropriate since, you know, the movie we watched is about dead things. I know. It was sort of my, it was my lead. Ah, I see. I see. You see, bar witch is a professional. At <laughs> <laughs> lots of things. You ever have a zombie come in your bar? Um, Just leaving. Just leaving. Not um, coming in as a zombie. Not only leaving, leaving as a zombie. Oh, that'll work, I suppose. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess they kind of come in as a zombie, too. They, you know, working men, business people. That's a whole nother story about business people. Oh, business people. <laughs> Numbers, 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 and numbers, business, business, numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> I, yeah, business people are kind of zombie-like. They, they really are. Yeah, kind of, kind of tight skin, stretchy, kind of. With a, with a nice suit over top of it. Yeah. And that's a, it. There's nothing else Much there. like the dead, because when you die, they put the nice suit on you. Right. But, but most of the dead are lying down or, or very warm. <laughs> business people, not so much. much. <laughs> we're, hate, we're hating on business people today. <laughs> There are some fine business folk out there, and if you ever wanted to invest in a podcast. We love business people. Obviously, this one doesn't have any sponsors. Not now. Not now. Not ever. But if you do have a business, perhaps with alcohol or film, uh, hashtag uh, Mobcast or at Mobcast Network on the tweets. On the tweets. On the tweets. The Twitterverse. The Twitterverse. Uh, wait, that, that's ridiculous. It's not like, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm I'm really bad at Twitter. Twitter. I, I don't mind Twitter. I, I really hate things that are verse and nation, um, mainly because of my aversion to um, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one from Boston will ever listen. We've pretty much lost New England. <laughs> Goodbye. But, well, but, it's winter. They're but gone anyway. Be, let's be fair, New England. At least she's not a Yankees fan. Oh, now we lost New York. <sighs> I don't the think rest we, of New England. I don't think we have very many New York listeners. Probably not. We have a lot of listeners in Delaware. Go Delaware. Go Delaware, right? I I was looking at the list uh, yesterday, in fact. I have 106 listens in Delaware. Delaware is a fine state. The first state. It, it is the first it's state. It's the first state. The, the fine state. Uh, you can uh, incorporate a business cheaply in Delaware. Wow, full circle. Back to business people. <laughs> I'm sure the do. business people in Delaware are lovely and not zombie-like at all. Right. They are amazing folk. We um, should go back to the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. There is a movie here. We, we I are thought she was going to turn off movie. her phone. It beeped, and now she's looking at it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she's like, let me turn off my phone. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> not true, not true. I had to contact my business associates. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other people who are in the bar with you? They're in Delaware. <laughs> Did you incorporate your bar in Delaware? <laughs> we may, we may. All right, then. All right, so the movie we watched uh, with uh, the guys from Memory Card Radio was uh, Return of the Living Dead. It's the, g- the gentleman from Movie Card Radio, right? The, the gentleman Memory from Memory Card Radio. From the gentleman. The gentleman. From the, the fine gentleman of there, Memory. There we go. The fine gentleman. The upstanding gentleman from... Uh, let's not push it. <laughs> let's not if be you listen ridiculous. to Memory Card Radio, you should, could see. And I'm not saying anything that you know Eric wouldn't say, so... <laughs> At least, I mean, they've had me on the show, so they can't be, you know, very upstanding. I don't even know why you associate with me here. I, well, you know, there's money to be made, sir. Yeah. I need to pay off that bar tab. 
<laughs> that, you got to make a million dollars. Take a long, long time. Well, I, that was a fun night, though. Several, several fun <laughs> nights. $104 tequila. Tequila, fine tequila is expensive. What do you get when you cross punk rockers, preppies, and chemicals? You get a zombie apocalypse. We watch Return of the Living Dead. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Joanna Man 2. <laughs> Technically, it would be a prequel to Joanna Man. Joanna Man 2, the prequel. <laughs> but it was made before Joanna Man. <laughs> Joanna Man 0, like Cube 0 or whatever. Just whatever order you want to put it. <laughs> Joanna Man negative one. <laughs> Joanna Man had if, the most if, sense. If, if the audience is confused, I have not seen this uh, classic 1985 movie or Joanna Man. Uh, it, uh, the star Joanna Man, uh, Miguel Nunez, is also uh, a an actor in this film. <laughs> that is a, that is the term for his position that he served to the it's film. That is the word you want to use to describe. Yeah, I will I will, I will call it a film. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, as always, hi, uh, I'm Scotty. I'm Forrest. Stevenson. I'm a tween girl named Eric. <laughs> You're our favorite tween girl, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so a little background history about this movie, particular movie. Um, back in the 60s, there's a classic horror film called Night of the Living Dead. Never heard of it. Really? You should see it. It's available on Netflix. Oh, okay. And Amazon.com. It's uh, it's public domain actually, and this is why. Uh, mm-hmm. When they made the movie, it was uh, George A. Romero and a guy named John Russo made this film together in, Pen- in um, uh, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. And uh, the story goes, for I understand, they they didn't put a copyright on the right print or whatever, and so the movie, they didn't copyright the film. So it, it, so it fell into it fell into public domain immediately, mm. so no one can make money off of it. Mm. John Russo and George A. Romero had a falling out. There was a court case, a legal, a legal situation, and the judge decided to split the property between the two. Um, Romero could get the rights to the words "dead," mm-hmm. uh, or no, no, the time. I guess, I guess, the time, the time of the dead, and then John Russo got "living dead" out of it. Wait, I'm confused. Time of the dead. So, 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 thinking, so Romero got basically, you know, night of the dead. Basically, Romero and, and Russo got living dead. So that's why the sequel to Night of the Living Dead is Dawn of the Dead. It's not okay. Dawn of the Living Dead, and the, the Day of the Dead, not Day of the Living Dead. And legal of, stuff is so weird, right? <laughs> right for right. movies. So, and they still didn't copyright it, which confuses me how you can split. But whatever, let's. Well, they got in, they got in a fight about who's going to make the next film, and yeah, but I'm just shocked that neither of them and, had it right. Okay. And so, after this, Romero goes off and he makes Dawn of the Dead, and uh, and then around this time he also makes Day of the Dead. Well, Russo wrote a book in the late seventies, early eighties called Return of the Living Dead, which is loosely based on what this film is. Um, I, I they they started making the the movie. Uh, Dan O'Bannon, who did. Um, he wrote the screenplay for Alien and Total Recall and some other stuff. He wrote this screenplay, 
and and also directed the film. So the guy who came up with the concept, the alien, not Giger who made it look cool, but the guy who's like, yeah, let's do some aliens that comes out of some people's chest. He's the guy behind this film. Well, it's a really fun script for Alien, and um, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this movie. Um, it's very unlike Alien because Alien is something that takes itself very seriously. I, I, I think I think part of Alien's strength, though, is because of the combo. I think Ridley Scott really decides absolutely. To, Ridley Scott makes a this um, haunted house story in space, where Dan O'Bannon, when he does Return of the Living Dead, kind of looks at. You know the popularity of, of the dead movies at the time. And this was before the big zombie occurred. I mean, you have to understand this is '85, so this is, you know, somewhat quick new math, uh, almost 30 years ago. And um, so I quickly did math. Yeah. <laughs> 28 years guys, ago, man. It's, no. right? No, 29. <laughs> it's almost 30. Almost 30 years ago, and so you know there there wasn't this big zombie um, surge that we have today. There's no Walking Dead. There's no. Shaun the Dead, no, none of that stuff. Video but games. All, no video, no Resident Evils, no, no thing. It's just Romero's movies and, and this guy's film. And um, so that's a little background for the story uh, of, of how how we got here. And so... So the film was fucking awesome! There we go. <laughs> we'll go with that. I'm giving some energy to this. <laughs> um, yeah, pick it back up. <laughs> so our movie starts in Louisville, Kentucky at uh, 4th of Raccoon Ju- City. <laughs> Fourth of July weekend and um, okay, yeah, the, the hot summer time we meet uh, Bert who owns a medical supply warehouse. His, his manager I guess is a dude named Frank and a new employee Freddie. Freddy has some friends that are nearby. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed, this no. Freddy. Mm-hmm. No, he's not the sharpest tool in the <laughs> shed. Um, Freddy has a girlfriend, Tina. And Tina is the sweetest looking, preppiest girl ever. Of course her name is Tina. And she hangs out with the scuzziest people she could find. In lo- random mix of people. It's like punk people, preppy people, black guy. And the dad from <laughs> Back like to the dude. Future. <laughs> Just appears for some reason. Crispin Glover? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember seeing Crispin Glover in this movie. There was somebody that looked exactly like him. Which guy? The, the, the guy that we were making fun of the majority of the film. We were making fun of a lot of dudes. <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down. There's a lot of oh, problems. Chuck! 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 Yeah, kinda, I guess he kind of looks like... I'm, he just reminds Crispin. me a lot of the Back to the Future dad. Okay. You know, when he's younger, because he's this really dorky guy oh, yeah, who's really he does. sweaty. Yeah. You know, that's all I could think of when watching the movie. And I'm like, why is, is is Marty's dad hanging out with these people? Yeah. You know. The same reason the, the preppy princess Tina is. <laughs> so the the punk squad with their preppy princess are looking for something to do, or in their words, a place to party. And apparently Freddie, um, who's working at the um, medical supply warehouse is uh, the only person who knows where to party, so they're going to go hang out with him, you know, wait for him to get off at work, which he happens to work nearby a cemetery, Resurrection Cemetery. If you need foreshadowing of this movie, you name your cemetery Resurrection Cemetery. <laughs> Symbolism. <laughs> sure, I'll go with that. Um, the kid with the mohawk wants to go inside the cemetery because he's never seen one before, because he, quote, I don't know anyone who's ever died. So punk rock people go into the cemetery. Now this cemetery has been trashed before they even show up. So this is 
if I recall. Yeah, it was, it was not, pretty dirty. It was dirty. There was stuff already on the ground. Was, there was graffiti before they got there. It was like the world's worst cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, respect the dead. So um, we go back to the, the warehouse, and Bert, the owner, leaves for the day for the weekend because it's the 4th of July weekend. And so, and yet you don't see anyone celebrating the Fourth of July. No fireworks, no American flag. No. I wouldn't know it was Fourth of July if you didn't keep constantly reminding me that it's Fourth right. of July. Like, it's normal day. Well, it's a Friday, but I guess for Fourth of July, that, you know, because yeah, I know there's a barbecue on Sunday, so that's what they were all going to meet. So Bert shows um, Freddie the ropes, and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is about the skeletons. They they have uh, a they wanted a female skeleton with perfect teeth, so they can ship it off to a university. And then you find then you find that word that all skeletons come from India. Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All skeletons come from India. I mean, I kept thinking the guy was making things up to 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 fuck with Freddy, (laughs) but the movie kept going, and now I don't know what's real or not anymore. great part of the movie. I just, it's, it's just, so the, the question then gets asked do you know anyone who's died with a pair of perfect teeth? I don't. Do you? I don't either. Well, no. I don't know anyone with perfect teeth. Unless right! I don't know anyone who's right. got perfect teeth. I mean, what's the definition now, man? People get braces and stuff. Right. And Unless they have, like, fake teeth. Like, veneers. But well, I mean, no. anyone can get perfect teeth if you arrange it afterward. Or perfect dentures. I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so apparently in India, who probably has less health care than we do. They have perfect teeth, man. You, you know, or at least dental care. I mean, it's not Britain. Or a skeleton farm. Uh, or a skeleton farm. <laughs> Which is a I horrifying sh- concept to me. And why don't we have a movie about skeleton farms? <laughs> I should start that. That seems like a good business venture. Hey. Skeleton farm. If you don't Come down to force a skeleton farm. Look, as long as that's not copyrighted, I will make that movie. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Gonna be rich. <laughs> um, after he shows the skeleton farm, shows off some split dogs. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's what you want to see in life. Uh, a dog split in half. Setting up for life. You gotta know the anatomy of a dog. Right. I like how it's real dogs. They can't just, like, make a plastic dog and, like, you know, this is what an inside of a dog looks like. No, no, we're gonna really split dogs. That's bizarre. They still looked plastic for some reason. <laughs> Until, but, um, until they moved. Right, but that's spoilers. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. I um, haven't seen this part of the movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning about it as we speak. Uh, Fra- uh, Frank then takes Freddy to the cooler where they find a bald cadaver hanging up by his head. Mm. And they're like, there's only one. They're, they're usually full, but you know, you want to keep your merchandise fresh. It is the 4th of July weekend after all. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I just want to make sure we have a context of a time. The July 4th weekend of 1985. It's a true Historic. story. Oh, that's right, I The beginning of the movie, it's based on a true story. All the names have been changed to protect the innocent. It's like yeah. an episode of Dragnet. Which is amazing that I never heard of... of, of well, well, I'm getting ahead of it. <laughs> We're getting ahead. All right, so... Uh, then they go do the, the most exciting scene in the movie, the paperwork scene. They're going to show them how to fill out paperwork. And so Freddy's flipping through through um, papers and such, and then he asks the question, what's the weirdest thing you've seen? And Eric, what is the weirdest thing that well, Frank has seen? He tells this elaborate tale 
about how the George spin is a yarn. The, now, now the entire time he sounds like he is just fucking with this kid, mm-hmm. you know, and and he is just fucking with him. This tale of that George Romero's film, the the classic Night of the Living Dead, was Force is not seen. We have to I fix haven't that. seen it. Really? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it either. Okay, we got to watch it on Netflix tonight. We got to change some lives. Um, <laughs> but anyway, apparently it's based off of a real story, but. He had to change some facts in the film, otherwise they would sue him out the ass. I don't know how one a sue someone out of the ass. Two, what would he be sued for? I <laughs> thought it was real when he was telling the story. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If anyone knows the answer, feel free to at tweet me at Scotty White. Well, considering this movie is a true story, I imagine Network. that part is true. Right. Or at Mopcast Network or. <laughs> Uh, mopcastnetwork at gmail.com if you've got the answer we would like to know I mean if you've been wondering why George Romero doesn't like the Walking Dead show that is the reason because he knows what they're actually like and they're actually correct he knows the real story he knows knows that's why this movie is so realistic and it's zombie portrayal but anyway so so he tells them that the army had covered up the fact there was a gas that was bringing the dead to life and they have containers of the dead actually in the basement with living zombies. Yeah, these weird, I don't know, like oil drums with like... A, cl- a clear glass like top where you could see the right. body in. Yeah. Why would you need that? <laughs> now, Just put dead guys stamping on the side. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but if I was going to have a containment unit and there was a deadly gas in there that would ruin everything, the first thing Why I would do... in the basement? Well, for, forget the basement of the fact well, that it was, a random orchard. If you recall, it was misshipped to the... Um, it was misshipped to the, the uh, medical supply warehouse, and then they just said, well, let's just throw it in the basement, instead of, like, calling the army to go pick this up. You know? It was misshipped, and yet they know this entire story. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The guy's rolling up. Yeah, the dead guys are in here. <laughs> Where do you want to put this? Oh, the basement. <laughs> but what I'm confused about, why would you not drain this gas out and then fill it with the tar? Because the gas was clearly in the container, and it just seems more dangerous that way. Well, here's my, my, my answer to that. Let's say the body was contaminated with the gas and they stuck it in the the canister and over time it just kind of seeps out mm-hmm. of its body and that's why it's in there. I see. I don't think mm. they filled the canister so, with the So so it's the body of the right because they're decomposing, to give decomposing you know giving that That makes sense. Right. I think what made more sense is that even though we kicked it saying this is army shit, it'll never break. Of course it breaks. If, you, if you're familiar <laughs> with the actual army, and especially if you look into how they contain their nukes in real life right now in, in this country, that is deadly fucking real. <laughs> that is how they handle that shit. Yeah. So if there's a true part of this story, that would be it. <laughs> there, there is a, a true story that I feel relates to this, where there is a nuke container, and a, they, they called for a pizza guy, and the pizza guy, <laughs> they left the door unlocked, and the pizza guy literally ended up right in front of the nuke, able to literally launch it if he felt like it. Oh. That is a true story. Wow. So this movie is more realistic than you think. <laughs> I'm afraid. I learned <laughs> of that from John Oliver. <laughs> Thank you, John Oliver. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Um, so, uh, Freddie asked if the, the canisters w- would you know, ever leak, and of course, Frank's all like, of course not. U.S. Corps, Army Corps of Engineers! And he hits it, and of course it leaks. Don't kick the damn deadly fucking right. thing. Right, so nonchalantly just kicked it. Boom. Right, and and 
I mean, after Katrina, I know never to trust anything built by the U.S. Corps of Engineers. <laughs> Levees, canisters, filling if it says made in USA, statement. I don't trust it. <laughs> so, stand by U.S. Or, uh, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. I just keep walking. I ain't gonna touch it. But made in China. That's, right. That's good stuff. Made, made in China. China. That's stuff. the real stuff. <laughs> right. Twelve cents an hour. They can make some good stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, all right. And so when this canister sprays. That's when we get the title and credits. So it's like 15 minutes into the movie before we get the title and credits. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. I had fallen in love with this movie already by this point. <laughs> I was in love with this movie literally five minutes into it just by the overacting and just how so silly it over was. the top. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I mean, right. we're still talking, but right. that point sold it. I was sold by them. Caskets everywhere in the warehouse, including the... Uh, Freezer where the or the cooler where the cadaver is, the cadaver comes back alive and he starts banging on the door. Now keep in mind these they were unconscious. Yeah, the they, gas they hit them hard. Yeah, hard. Yeah. Fred, Freddie and Frank are out for the count while the whole well basically for the credits they're out for the credits. <laughs> However long that may be. Whatever long with the credits, you know, five minutes, an hour, it doesn't matter. Um, they come out of the warehouse. They can't. They're smelling this horrible smell. They can't get it out of their nose. So the first thing they reach for is Lysol. Right. Yeah. I need fresh air. Let me spray this other chemical. <laughs> Instead of going outside. Right, or opening the window. Because <laughs> that would make logic sense. Logic. You, Lysol's gotten really good over the years. I don't know why you were so... I don't know about it in 1985. I it's mean, gotten it, really good in 1985. It I just mean, progressively got worse now. That I don't know. Well, come on, Lysol just had Lysol smell. Lysol's never been good. Lysol will never be good when you use it in for for dead body decomposing. Lysol's never going to be an advertiser on this podcast. Now, <laughs> now damn Febreze. it! I was hoping Febreze, you have a chance. Is it Febreze made by the Lysol company? I don't know. It's all, it's all Procter and Gamble. <laughs> um, the the gentlemen, uh, you know, wake up and they they're smelling bad and they get the Lysol and then they realize that there's um dogs barking. Are whimpering. Oh god! And they go and they look and they find the split dogs and what they do is they freak out and one and uh, Frank Beats starts it with a crutch. Frank starts bashing it with a crutch because <laughs> that's what I would do. I will admit it is a pretty fucking horrifying concept because not only are they half dogs but they're also impaled onto a thing and, and you know like that must be the worst living possible thing imaginable. But they're zombies, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I and and I'll I'll bring this up a couple more times. But I think it's amazing that this this medical warehouse is so handy to have stuff to bash things with. They have things to bash. They have they have wood to barricade. They have nails. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Actually, every single building we've seen has that ability. Yeah, it's almost better than a Walmart. Yeah, honestly. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, they. The, so they, the cadaver they, they hear is in the, the cooler, and the, he's banging. So what do they do? They call Bert, and they call the boss, <laughs> because that's what I would do. They didn't want to. They had to. Yeah. Bert comes in, freaks out, and they're like, are you sure there's a cadaver in there? And they're like, totally ca a cadaver. And so they open up, and this naked bald guy comes out. It's Ashley Larry. He <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of something, and I could not think of it the way he looked. Couldn't remember. I could not stop thinking of Ashley Larry from Chappelle Show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think. Very pale for. But he wasn't like white. He was like a an orange. He was color. gold. <laughs> he got rich. <laughs> what was that movie with that like white 
pale guy that like at the end he like got struck by lightning and went up to the sky. Oh, powder. Powder. It reminded me of powder except he was yellow. Made by a pedophile. Really? That was a good movie. Oh, was yeah. it really? Yeah, a pedophile. Uh, a powder. Uh, the guy did powder and uh, he also did the um, Jeepers Creepers movies. Mm -hmm. Pedophile. Retro sex offender. You can look him up. You can find his address. Was he touching boys or girls? Boys. I guess it doesn't matter, but that's <laughs> not time. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. Girls. Now we've lost all our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stevenson. You see, it's worse if it was one gender versus the other. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> we do not condone that act. I would just like to mention. We, 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 we at this podcast do not condone. Lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that scene in Butterfly Effect. We do not condone that. Another movie you haven't seen. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, it's a long time ago. You don't need to. I can't remember it. That that was... Uh, it's like a scar. That's a different movie for another conversation. but <laughs> for, uh, it for another episode, perhaps. Um, if you want to torture yourself, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, while the gentlemen are dealing with the gold orange flesh-colored zombie. The punk rockers are um, trying to have a party. They start playing music and one of the women, Trash is her name, gets start naked. I think that name well, is... Well, first uh, she was like, do you ever want feels like to die and the different ways to die? She was think talking specifically about dying in the arms of, of men that want to do things to her. Which yeah. is what... Well, spoiler... But she is naked throughout the entire movie, I believe, other than the opening beginning. But what's weird about her is that his butt naked film, like, actually naked other than socks, but for some reason, she has the Barbie vagina. Yes, they totally like gave her like a Barbie vagina and it's all covered up. It's the strangest thing. Like, I, I couldn't stop wondering how that works. Well, what does she do? Well, she can can she do anything when you have the Barbie vagina? Everything comes out from behind. So the origin. Oh. Of the, <laughs> so the origin of the Barbie <laughs> vagina. Uh, Barbie vagina. Uh, when, according to IMDb, when they were shooting trash as a gravestone dancing, she initially was completely naked and showed pubic hair. Uh, as which was the more the norm of the 1980s. Apparently, there was lots of bush in the, in the 1980s. Okay. No one did Brazilians then. <laughs> However, I, one of the producers visited the shoot that day, and according uh, to others, threw a fit and yelled at the director, Dan O'Bannon, and said, "You can't show pubic hair on television." You can show a vagina, but not pubic hair. Yeah. I don't Where's understand the, the world yeah. that we live in. Let's today. see it, but let's not see it covered up. Like well, the Japanese um, don't show pubic hair. I just don't get that as a mandate, and so like like as a censorship rule. So they sent the actress off to have her you know her her bush trimmed, cut, shaved, and then it it looked wor apparently looked worse. And so <laughs> poor girl, they made a crotch piece resembling a g-string and glued it on. They should have just let her keep the bush. <laughs> I mean, really, I I just don't understand censorship. This is why there should be no censorship in in anything. But the children, Eric. The children shouldn't be watching this fucking movie. They really shouldn't. Right, but parents make... I mean, I saw this movie in 85. I probably saw it in 86, and so I was nine. Explain this to me. Okay. Why is it... But there's tits in the movie. How can you see what I'm about to get to that. Why is it that the regulation says, tits are fine, ass is fine, 
Men, anything's fine. I've seen a lot of floppy dicks in a lot of movies, but the vagina is a no-go. You cannot have it. It's sacred. <laughs> I would dare say I've seen more vagina in yeah. movies than floppy dicks. I've seen more floppy dicks, but that must say something what about my personality. <laughs> what kind of movies are you watching? <laughs> top and type of movies you're watching. <laughs> I'm watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall repeatedly. Or Saving <laughs> Ryan's Privates. <laughs> Shaving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> oh, you've seen it too! High five! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a real movie. <laughs> I think it was a Conan O'Brien joke. Um... <laughs> Oh, anyway, we're still going through, through, through what this movie happened, what happened. Um, the synopsis is very long for a short movie. Oh, let's cut Because it's, it's so articulate. Right. Um, so Trash is na- dancing naked. Yeah. Dudes are na- dancing around her with fl- uh, with uh, torches. Oh, uh, one guy just flares. pissed off. But he was dancing, though. Su- yeah, the suicide, the guy who owned the, the, the car, the convertible. With the, the chains? chains. And the chains in his note. In his ear, and you can't overdo the chains, as it turns out, because I've never seen more chains on a human being. Apparently, he went to the school of Ghostwriter. Oh. <laughs> I thought this movie was like going to be a musical for a second, because I thought everyone's going to start singing. It's like, is this a music video? Music sequel to, to Rocky Horror Picture Show? Right, but that didn't happen. Yeah, no, I, that didn't it's a shame. <laughs> would you like? Would you like to sing a song for for zombies? Da, 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 da. No. <laughs> you could make an adaptation. Pay me to do it. So, Suicide, the chain man, is all like, all pissed off that Trash is dancing naked. But five minutes earlier, he was digging it. And he's like, Hey, do you think this is a costume? This is a statement. Have some respect for the dead. Huh? Respect for the dead? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you look like a reject from Mad Max and... You were just dancing around me naked. I so. mean, it was the 80s. He might have actually been a reject <laughs> from that. Mess. They might have just shipped him from Australia. And just Two men enter, one man leave. <laughs> um, Bert and his crew cut up the dead cadaver, and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Now, the zombie rules are different with this film, because the, the head destroying the brain does not work. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you can't kill him. You can't kill him. There, there is no They are unstoppable. There's nothing, yeah. One thing. We, we learn one thing will kill them, and this is what we're getting to. Um, beside Resurrection Cemetery, there's a mortuary, Resurrection Funeral Home, and uh, there's a, mor- a mortician named Ernie, who is apparently Bert's best friend for the last 25 years. So Bert and Ernie are together. Adorable. <laughs> no, that's the count. <laughs> but um, they convince Ernie to burn what they originally were calling Rabid Weasels. Sadly, that excuse did not work, as there were too many holes in, in the explanation. <laughs> oh, he was going to go shoot the rabid weasels out, but instead of going to the crematorium, at least let me kill them first. Yeah. Which is humane. Right. What mortician carries a Luger, by the way? Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same guy that has a coffee cup in the same room as a corpse. As well as a love seat. Love seat. As well as a love seat. At a desk. He's hey, like, you gotta be comfortable while you're, you know, getting the bodies all fixed. I mean, up. I don't know many morticians, but from what I understand in fiction, is that they're all eccentric. Oh, what did we learn from the mortician? We learned all about rigor mortis. Rigor mortis starts in the brain, moves to the organs, and then into the the muscles. Oh. you can move. You can manually uh, break it out. It's the only thing you learn from mortician. Morticians. 
This is brought to you by morticians. <laughs> so is this movie brought to us by we'll morticians? Like. <laughs> Mortician sponsor. Yeah, please, if you're a mortician, we would love to love to be your podcast of choice. Unless you like Lysol, in which case we can't support <laughs> you. Is a mortician and a bomber the same thing? I would believe so. Okay, so I do know a mortician, Bobby's dad. Yeah, you, you know one. And he had, he had a desk and like coffee cups in the yeah, room. Yeah, okay, because so he's a businessman. You know, he's yeah, it's a business yeah. Yeah. Did he have a gun in his pocket? No, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> I just don't know what the common rule set is. Uh, I don't know either. So we we cut to the chase. Uh, oh, the 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 body parts that were when they brought them over, they were in uh, garbage cans, uh, garbage bags. Excuse me. And what they used for that uh, it was wind up monkeys. I don't remember this part at all. No, this is where they really made the, because you, know, you know, the, the back. Move. They had to make the back. Oh, that's what they did in oh, real life. To right, make, make the, the move, Okay. Yeah, right. I thought that was just, you were saying I was in the yeah, scene. Yeah, I was adding a scene. I was like, <laughs> the, 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 like the wind up monkey scene. I didn't see this. <laughs> we can wish them down. Are we watching the same movie? <laughs> um, and so they used wind up monkeys, the, the kinds with the symbols. Yeah. And it, it, it was a good effect. I thought it was a great effect. Also, when they revealed the hand, the chopped off hand to Frank. They used a real hand, which was kind of cool. It looked the editing for the most part for this film was kind of neat. Uh, it's flawed in some places, but one particular place. <laughs> but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so they burned the body. That wasn't smart. <laughs> yeah. Which sends it straight through the the chimney into the. I sky would like to point out something. I'm, I, I I don't know. Um, I'm not a physics man, <laughs> but um, I don't think it was correct. Look, Look, I, I'm okay with the concept that you're burning the body, but I don't think you can burn the ashes until they disappear. I don't think it works that way. Also, if you you know if you have the answer, please uh, email us at uh, mopcastnetwork at gmail.com or tweet me at, at Scotty White. We want to know. Or if you know my phone number, you can just text me. Or listen to Memory Card Radio. <laughs> Memory Card Radio! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a plug in every episode for you. This Thank you. Yeah, I even forget that I do Memory <laughs> Card Radio. <laughs> so does everyone else. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Um, At least we'll get one listening. Right, your yep. mom. <laughs> I was going to say me, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> Two then! You, yeah. I never anyway. considered that. I don't think she knows how to use the internet, though. That's going to be She's a teacher. Be a good son. I've tried. I taught my mom how to use Snapchat, so you can teach your mom. Your mom's kind of hip. Yeah. She has two Twitter accounts. Ooh. That's hip. Oh, my That's God. Hip. I can't compete with that. <laughs> hey, Eric's dropping the mic and walking out. <laughs> um, so they burn the body. The body goes, uh, the, ash, the smoke and whatever goes up the, the, the chute. Into the sky, it rains. It rains onto the cemetery. It's an acid rain for some reason. Well, because it burned their skin. I think that's what they. There's like, it's the eighties. You have to understand the eighties. Acid rain was a big deal. Everyone was scared of acid rain. You know, destroying um, statues and burning people's skin. It was really big in the cities. Was, I remember doing like uh, reports and stuff in elementary school on it. I know nothing about those. So it was just interesting. Right? Yeah, it was, well, it was a big concern in the eighties, and so it led to some EPA regulations. So we, you know, we. There's still such a thing as acid rain today, but it's not as prevalent as it was you know, 20 years ago. Okay. 
Science, bitches. I've learned something. <laughs> I <have today>. too. <laughs> Dude, you were well prepared for elementary school. Man. <laughs> right. Like, going to middle school, learning well, about acid rain. They were like, all right, there's, there's going to be a population explosion. There's no ozone layer, and the sky's going to rain acid. <laughs> See, when Good I, luck. When <laughs> I was in elementary, it was show and tell, and I just mooned the class. I, I didn't know yeah. that this was something I could have reported on. Seriously, I was learning states, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm still not good at it. No. I, you couldn't point out a map and have me figure out most of the areas. Mm. That's sad. You know where you're right now, though, right? I'm in no. West Virginia. Oh, I can okay. get away with it. All right, that's cool. Why don't you and know you know where, where Sweden is. is? No. Are you sure? Of course I know where Sweden is. It's it's that way. Sweden. <laughs> it's it's in the east platform. <laughs> yeah. It's not Germany. So <laughs> <laughs> what they call Sweden, not Germany? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a movie. So, <laughs> Uh, so cut to the chase. Zombies show up. Punk rockers run. Lots of people get eaten. Um, in the arms of the angel. All kinds of crazy shit happens. And in the end, the U.S. Army decides to shoot Louisville with a magic bullet. Aren't you going a little fast a lot here? Of, this movie is like really detailed. There's like so much. It's, it's, you got literally straight to the end. Right, right. shot right there. It's like, and there was zombies. And end. I guess there was a movie, but we can skip that part. Um, Straight to the good part. Look, I know it. I know that uh, this Cause came because if we don't cut the, cut to the chase, this podcast will be longer than the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that um, this came first, but I still feel like Resident Evil Two was ripped off. I don't. <laughs> I don't care about your chronological order here. <laughs> How so, sir? <laughs> well, you see, Raccoon City gets nuked because of the zombie outbreak, and that's basically what happens here, except that was a nuke and not a bullet from a tank. It was a nuke bullet. It was a nuke in a bullet like a, shape. It's like an artillery shell. Pretty much. There was one guy just was sitting in the one. tank, just waiting, going, I can't wait to blow up a city today! <laughs> right. Bam! This is his life mission. Yeah. He was on it one day. He was like, all right, code word, sir. Hot dog. Oh, bum. <laughs> Rhubarb. <Rubered. laughs> if the ending of season four of Doctor Who had that guy, then there would have been no season. <laughs> no season five. No. Um, yeah, it was 135 miles. 130, yeah, 134, 135. So, yeah. uh, like, fuck it, we don't care if these people die. <laughs> Goodbye. He was excited, man. Yeah. He was just like, I can't wait to blow up some innocent people. I waited all my life for this. So, uh, that's the brief, uh, a brief expanded synopsis of the film. Juana Man saved the day. <laughs> so, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, Juana Man, who's, who, who was played up, he played a punk rocker with her awesome. Mullet. I don't think. He, <laughs> I don't think he had. Jerry Curl mullet. It's like Rick James hair, almost. Pretty much, yeah. He was the only one that I felt had no script because he was the most important character in the movie in some regards, but he did not have a single line that mattered. He really didn't overact. Like he was homeless when he got this job. Really? Yeah. He was really good. Right, this was so not what he was playing to do. Yeah. Yeah, this was one of his earliest gigs, and he took it, and uh, it, it helped get him stabilized and stuff. Nice. Good so, for you. That's good. So, yeah. It did some good. I mean, he had some of the realest you, lines, though, man. Like, I'm going to stick around for this shit. Actually, like, he's probably, like, the biggest actor compared to everybody else I now. think he carried the um, film in some ways. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's like had the most, most important famous. stuff to say. Well, like, he, he's yeah, in the realest stuff. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he's done some stuff. The guy on. played Burtzman a lot of stuff, too. And the guy I recognize him, but I don't know what I recognize him from. Oh, he's the guy from Man's Most Wanted, man, but he's not that guy. He's played by Clue 
Gulliger. What's he in? Because I know I've seen that. Not that man. He's still alive. Wow. Oh. So he's he's good for you if you're listening. He's, he's older. He's 1920. He's born in. Um, he's been in. He's late 90s then. He was in Feast. What? Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, he's a. Um, Puppet Master. Why do I know him from? Hold on. Gabber. I might know him from Chewsucka. Probably. Is he, is he a mash? He's a Nightmare Nursery. Oh, yeah, he's the father of Nightmare Nursery 2. That's where I know him. He's a dad in Nightmare Nursery 2. Okay. And then, um... This guy's done everything. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Holy um, cow. And then James, James Karen, who played Frank, has been in a lot of stuff. Um, he's also still alive. He's like a gangster in that photo. Um, he's been in... Which one was Frank? Uh, the, the old guy that wasn't Freddy. Okay, the... the <laughs> Flying Freddy was an old guy as well. Right. Superman Returns? He was in Superman Returns. He was in... 13 Days. days. And Mulholland Drive. And Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Everyone's from that. I think we've all been in Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> um, I, I did get a cameo. There were some other movies. Yeah, he's been a ton of those. It just keeps going. It, you need to retire right now. I can't keep up with your IMDb. He doesn't make it. I think it was the last movie. It was this, this year, year. Death House is a pre-production. Pre and so he did stuff in 2013. Mm. In Pursuit of Happiness, Wall Street. He's been a lot of stuff. All of them drive. Cleveland show. <laughs> He has been in the Cleveland show. I think I saw Family Guy at some point. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He, he's in everything. He's a lot of stuff. These are famous people that you may not know. <laughs> so, but you can check it out on IMDb. IMDb is amazing. I like IMDb. Um, it's, it, we're sponsored by IMDb. The Internet Movie Database. Go to imdb.com. If we were sponsored by IMDb, wouldn't that be amazing? Here's something interesting. The part of Bert was originally offered to Leslie Nielsen. Oh, man. Uh, that would have been such a different movie. Was, <laughs> yeah, it really would have been. Definitely. It really would he have been. He wanted too much money, and then they offered to Robert Weber, who hated the script, and then some other people. We I'm actually really time. okay, because I would have been really distracted. Well, I say that, and then I've been saying Juana Man this But see, entire... you understand, we understand Leslie Nielsen as someone different. I mean, Comedian. Um, yeah, he's a comedian. So yeah. Like I think, I mean, this was post-Airplane. He was, he was in Airplane, but he kind of played a straight role in Airplane. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so this was before the Naked Gun movies. And so... This is when he thought he could bounce back to drama. I don't know. Maybe so. But he I just can't see him doing something serious, though. Oh, yeah. He, most of his career oh, serious. Oh, he used to be. Yeah. Just go watch Forbidden Planet. It's just like the Which is ridiculous, but he's, he's he, so he straight. He plays it straight. He is so straight-laced tonight. It's so funny. Rest yeah. in Leslie Nelson. Rest in peace, my friend. You're, you're definitely my favorite. If you come back as a zombie and the return of the li living dead returns... Um, I'll let you eat my brain. Yeah. One day we'll have Doug Benson on this show. And uh, I'm going to ask him. According to IMDb, comedian Doug Benson said on Talking Dead, he played several zombies in this movie during his time when he was a frequent extra on movie sets. How old is he? Let's look up. This has become the IMDb podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 1964, so... Oh, he's older than I thought he was. Yeah, he's like close to... He's I thought he was 50s. like in his early 30s. Yeah, well, that's because pot brings up the youth in you. Hey, right? <laughs> that's why what everybody who smokes looks young and, and energetic. Um, 
Is that my problem? I'm looking old. We I'm don't endorse weed. <laughs> don't I do. I, don't, I, <laughs> I do. I don't know anybody else. I highly endorse it. This Legalize it, motherfucker. Well, this this podcast does come to you from Colorado. <laughs> I wish. I never said I partake. I just said I support it. Right. I haven't committed any crime. I also support zombies. <laughs> that, that's illegal. <gasps> Speaking of zombies, the little guy. Oh, oh look, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Not only Forrest, <laughs> tell us about your favorite part. <laughs> so, um, I guess it's right by the ambulance, and we—he's eating his brain. And he kind of looks up and growls. He goes, Row! and then flips over, and he has no arm, and then runs. <laughs> or legs. Or legs. Could you describe the little guy? Uh, he got like a flipper arm. <laughs> Did he? I don't remember that. Short guy <laughs> covered in dirt. Zombie, midget. <laughs> he he wasn't just which a, is a thing. We had midgets in Phantasm too. I, I would like to point out though, he wasn't just a midget. If it if it was, it wouldn't have been as funny. It's someone who was already a midget, but with less limbs to make him even smaller. He's like a super midget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I've offended anyone, I apologize. <laughs> He's a smidget. If I've offended anyone, I apologize. Would you have a midget that goes to school here? Little person. Jeez, man. What what we call him in the last episode? Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we did have this yeah, argument about yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Because the, 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 the last one we decided on. Like, Jabberwockies <laughs> or something like that. Jabba's. Oh, God. Jabberwockies. Yeah. Jabberwockies. Oh, wow. these things too, man. I like now I have to place this podcast after the Phantasm 2 one. <laughs> well, let's edit. We can edit. No problem. I feel like I'm just in hot water somewhere. And I will get burned, but whatever. Still a nice tub. So... How do you feel about the film? Honestly, for the time, the graphics weren't bad. As far as, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, the movie and the bullet at the end, and then the brains and stuff like that, everything was pretty much well done. The, especially the guy, uh, the black slimy skeleton thing. Oh, yeah, the tar man. We didn't talk about the tar uh, man. Yeah, he was like, he was pretty cool, man. That was like, the best fucking hilarious looking yeah, Tina thing. Tina goes looking for Freddy, and she ends up in the, the basement of the uh, warehouse where she finds the, the tar monster, who we learned, uh, but this is where it establishes that they're not... I'd like the the zombies are different. They're smart. Right, right. This this is where you establish that, that we're not we don't have the classic Romero zombie, the the mindless slow slow walking. You know. These are twenty eight days later zombies right here. Right, before twenty eight. And yeah. so the she gets uh, she sees a zombie, runs from him, falls through some steps, and then goes hides in a closet. And the zombie grabs a, a come along, and or a winch and. Starts trying to break down the door. Yeah, he does like a pulley system. Right, he's like, I got this. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. In my day, I'm yeah. very complex. There was one legitimate moment of drama in this movie that I actually thought was fucking brilliant. And it was a moment when, uh, what I forget the character name, the old man. Frank. Frank. So Frank isn't a zombie yet, but he knows he's about to die and he cremates himself. I think he... I, I think that was a really good scene. So you see, I think he's already turned. He's already turned? You but can yeah. debate it. No, 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 the reason no, why... No, turn. Did he? Yeah, because, you know, they, they put... All the guys turned at the same time. Yeah, Freddie yeah. and Frank, Frank, I think, turned at the same time, and Frank had Tina to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, Freddie had Tina to eat, and then so Frank just kind of snuck out while everyone was fighting, fighting Freddie to get Tina out. And... There, you know, he goes and goes to the crematorium, which I think is a great scene. Plus, yeah, I like, and it ends the suffering. Yeah, basically. and, yeah. and um, I, you know, takes off his ring, and kiss, almost like he's kissing his wife goodbye. It's a very sweet. 
it's unlike any scene in the rest of the film. It, right. and it, it, and it, it doesn't it's, really fit, but it does. It's so sentimental, man. And, and, and it's the, a legitimate, fantastic moment of drama hidden inside a really campy, fun movie. Right. That's, you know, I, I really appreciate moments like that. If you want the, the real nerd, dork analysis of it. But uh, I fucking love this movie. I fucking loved it literally from the beginning. I knew I was. Yeah, you were pretty excited when when you first saw it. It lived up. And and, and usually how this goes, I think I was the only one who had seen the film before. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has not seen bits and pieces. You've seen bits, never seen it. I remember the guys when they had like the six, uh, the six police cars, right? And they all got out, and then all of a sudden they just got gang mobbed by like a bunch of dead people. Proof that the, proof that they're 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 smart zombies. The yeah. send more paramedics, send more cops, which I don't think would work. But you know, what do you mean send more cops? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? <laughs> like send more cops. They do. They they, they do. Oh, um, they do pay homage to that into the sequel. And the sequel's kind of silly. We may do it in a later podcast, but the, there's a scene in the sequel where um, the, he, the the survivors are trying to get away in an ambulance, and they they hear somebody on the radio, and so they're they're talking. He's like, "Come back to the hospital; it's safe." And <laughs> one of the one of the guys goes, "Well, well who was the president?" He's like, "Hoover, Herbert Hoover, zombie." <laughs> Zombies can <laughs> talk. They're smart, right? They're also really hungry for brains. Yes, brain. Uh, eases their pain. Eases their pain. It's basically like a drug. It's it's Advil for the dead. So do you think it's a kind of a? I mean, crack was just started to come around in the eighties. I can see this, the uh, metaphor. There's being a made. there's a drug metaphor mm. with this. I could totally see that. Yeah. Um. I mean, usually the best campy things have something smart underneath. So I could see yeah, that the undertone thing. for that. Yeah. I, I. But I think where where this movie fails as I think I think they just decided to go too funny. I think, I think it could be a really serious kind of good horror film. Mm-hmm. It's a fun horror film, and, that, and that's okay. And it, it, there's a good place for good horror comedy, and I think this is one of the greatest horror comedies because I mean, you laugh and you have a good time. It's great. If you've never seen it, it's a good, great party movie to get some friends and some beer, and just have a good, a good time with. I'm pretty sure they ran out of the budget. Oh yeah, is what is, oh. and you can tell that, and I think that's what happened to most of the dramatic stuff because, that, as you say, that one scene feels out of place. And it, and it kind of seems like they were setting up for other things to happen that didn't happen, like like the uh, the naked woman trash her yeah. name was. They they bring her back and they make a big deal out of her transformation, but nothing happens with it. Yeah. I feel like something well, was cut out of this movie. Well, they do those those two giant bites that she has where they use this. I understand weird that, but I'm ex- I, yeah, it just yeah. seems like they were setting up for more than that. And I and I kind of have that view for a lot of it because it just kind of ends. Well, what would you do? What would you put in there? If I had a budget? Yeah. If you, if you could finish the budget out, what would you put in there? If I, if, if I had a budget for the camp, I would let some of those scenes go a little longer and see what you could right. do with but, it. So, so like, take, take the emotional scene with, with the woman crying about her dead boyfriend and the boyfriend trying to come. You know? I would probably have her, sh- like, uh, okay, i got to set up the scene. So, <laughs> shit. S- set up the scene, Eric. So, they're in the attic. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ernie. Ernie has a gun pointed to her head because she is crying unrelentlessly while her boyfriend, who is now a zombie, is trying to eat her. Not only a zombie, is, but he's, he's blinded by sulfuric, well, some sort of acid, nitric acid. Yes. So he can't see. I don't know how. Real quick, let me back this up. Here, here's At the end of this film, you know the, the survivors are all split up by different things. You know, Bert takes Spider, or Joanna Man, and <laughs> takes him to, to uh, his medical warehouse so they can get, make a phone call. Because the phones are dead in the um, 
the crematorium, the the funeral home, and so Ernie's broken his foot, he can't go anywhere, and so he's at least. Uh, Tina with him and they thought yep. they were going to get rescued but they got separated so his Ernie's solution is to go into the attic and hide in the attic here's the problem with this I'm going into the attic I'm going to take the ladder with me right yeah. they just look, right I'll just I'll just pull this motherfucker up here I'll take yeah. it because they ain't going to be able to get me but they leave it I don't get why they and it was clearly if you, you saw the, the attic there was plenty of room to, to put this ladder. It's to add it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it's nice. So it, it's the size of. Yeah. You could get the sucker in there, and so. Right. You know. Anyway, so I just I okay. get that out. So they're setting up this really cool concept. He's about to to, to kill her to, to put her out of the misery, and I wish they went all the way with that instead of cutting it out. I feel like there's a really interesting scene potential with with the zombie. So would you, would you show it or would you? You cut away. I don't necessarily need to see the shot, but I want to see the reaction of the zombie who might have a moment of regret. I would like some humanity with it. I'd I, like to I, see. I think that would work if if they didn't burn his eyes out. If you could see it, because remember, by the time they or that could be some of the the right, eye right, right, right. And, and then with Joanna Man, I just feel like there's something more that should have happened with. I would have liked the whole movie being um, about that. Hell, Man. two of the characters. <laughs> The normal characters yeah. of the two, I can't yeah. think of Chuck their names. Chuck and Casey. Chuck and Casey, they have nothing they in that movie. They the are there literally no purpose. They have no role in this film. I think they, they represent the the eighty twenty teenager who who's scared to have sex. I still think there should have been more with it. Right. There was literally one scene. And so this is before the AIDS epidemic. I mean, the AIDS epidemic was happening, but it was you know before it was mainstream, so safe sex wasn't a thing. It was still we were still kind of in that, that age of casual sex. It just seemed more so like a one-off joke. Totally boned. <laughs> no. It just seems more like one of a one a one-off joke and right. they could have taken it. But the thing is is, you know, there wasn't much drama, but where there was, it fit for the campy vibe they had. And you can't go too far with it. And I and I feel like that one scene was basically what they wanted more of and I just don't think they had the budget or the time to do it because the ending's very abrupt. And it seems too abrupt. Like I, I don't. It just I think, comes in and ends. I like. think the joke at the end would have happened the same way, but I don't think it would have happened that sudden, that moment. Right. Let me I, put it that way. I don't think we need um, the the, re- the 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 reused footage at the end. I think you do. Yeah. You do the bomb. It could have ended. And the mushroom cloud. What about credits? Yeah. yeah. Credits. I agree with you on that. Because if you're gonna blow up Louisville, you go up Louisville. You, if there's anything else you need, you do that in a sequel. Yeah. But you don't you don't need that lead in because it's a really thrown. And I think that see they either they a run, either run a either ran out of budget or by the time this got to to corporate executives who seen it or a test audience, they were like, like end it. They're like they love it. They need a sequel. What do we we everyone everyone's, even then we've released everybody. What can we do? Even then, I feel like that ending could have been a lot more satirical because you right now you have the dark concept. You're killing all of these people. You're wiping it out. You're nuking it. You're you're cleaning your hands of it. Right. right. That could have been done a lot more satirical than just bomb done. I feel like there there's a way you could have handled it. You could have handled like a reaction shot where they're like, okay, good day. Or just something extra to that Dang than it. just leave it there. It was missing a, a lot. It just felt missing. That's a lot of this movie. But I still love what it was. I was going to say, it wasn't the 80s around the time like, where people worry about getting nuked as well? Yeah. Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. Cold War, yeah. Cold War well, still, still in there. I was kind of worried about um, that, whole, that whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah, nuclear war was a was a theme for a lot of that's why we had Terminator Terminator post the post apocalyptic post nuclear war. And eighty three ABC ran a movie called uh, The Day After, which is available on DVD. And it's all about Russia nuking the US and US um, 
if anyone's seen um, Dreamscape with um, yeah, that's that's another movie I'd like to do on the podcast. But uh, it also has a uh, uh, a nuclear war theme to it. No, yeah. and it's ridiculous. Perfect for this. Nothing beats Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> it's giant snake monsters, and um, but yeah, it, it, you know, nu- nuclear nuclear war was a, a, a real you know serious threat or a concern. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a threat was it. I mean, you know, we didn't live. You know, when I went to school, um, we didn't live like in the '60s where you know we did the the bomb tests. Right, and right. Put our hands heads under the mm-hmm. or we didn't wear dog tags. I know some kids in like Florida still wore dog tags. Yeah. Yeah, so they could identify the bodies in case Cuba bombed them. Yeah. But, um, so, it was a thing, but it wasn't that big of a thing. I think it was more pop culture than anything. Mm-hmm. I got you. So what was your favorite part of this movie? Mm, let's see. Major? No, no, that wasn't my favorite part. I would say the favorite part was probably, uh, probably when the guys, the ambulance guys are in there, you know, checking up on, uh, <laughs> on, on the two guys who are, like, have no pulse. Yeah, there. Freddie and Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's just like, um, what do you mean? I'm like, what? He's like, no, no. He just starts crying and stuff. He's like, oh, God, I'm crapping. Like, the girl's right there, Tina, trying to help him out. He's like, nope. You're is, done, is that not the most loyal girlfriend ever? She was. Right. I don't know any women like that. Well, she changed. I mean, I knew she would change her mind in the moment, but she didn't. Well, I, she, I, she, she was weirdly so that, was, that was nice. Well, she <laughs> was weirdly faithful, like yeah. to the yeah. point where until his mouth started foaming, I think she was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I agree with Stevenson. She's faithful until death, yeah. and then he dies, and it's a whole different. He's oh yeah, she's trying to throw him off. And right, right, like, right. She's like, "All right, you're you a dude. You're a dead dude. I'm out. I'm out." Yeah, that was pretty nice. I enjoyed that scene, and that, like I said, prior to that, and you know, the ambulance guys coming and checking on him. Pretty much from that whole part until the part where you know she he dies and throws him uh she throws him off of him. That, that whole part right there kind yeah. of was pretty much. Speaking of brains, the director paid extras extra, extra extras extra, to eat real cow brains. Wow. That's some fear factor shit. I'm right gonna now. have to change some of the effects of my opinions of the effects of the movie because <laughs> I thought that was cranberry stuff. I, I did not know we were eating actual brains. Some of them were, not every shot, but he paid extra zombie, you know, zombie extras more money to eat cow, uh, calf brains. Wow. My question to you, gentlemen, is would you take the money? How much money? I don't know. Let's say a hundred extra bucks. No. You need more than a hundred, pal. Uh, 1985 money. I mean, Joe Rogan was handing out 50 grand, man. I mean, I, I don't We're know. We're in a recession a, right now. That's, that's all I can do. Is that sanitary to see cow brains like that? I read it was clean. They washed it. I don't think it had mad cow brains. <laughs> was it all like dipped in, dipped in ketchup? Was that all the red the red stuff? Because in that case, it's cow brains. You may have had me for matter. a piece, man. Like, I could have gotten in there for a piece of it. <laughs> You're like, you got some ketchup? I knew this. <laughs> well, this is all, all the brains and stuff. Like you anybody got some hot sauce? Let me board it. If I'm an extra trying to break in the biz, sure. Oh, Would you really want that on your resume, though? I ate cow brains. Hey, but if my... I was a zombie, they wouldn't know what I looked like anyways. They were all covered in mud. I just would imagine you would be hired for more specific things that I would not want if they saw they ate cow brains. So what would they have me eat next? I don't want to be uh, Tom Green. <laughs> yeah. What other uh, silly stuff I could eat? Um, I would I would not I would I would be like I'll just eat the, take the lower paycheck and not eat the real brains because I couldn't make the face I'd make the face I couldn't yeah and vomit I couldn't or you just don't tell me that it's real cow brains and you just give me something and say eat it 
Just uh, say, we made a thing for you, it's fine. Yeah, and then you tell me chi- after. It's chicken. Yeah, it's chicken. We did some the weirdest chicken I've ever eaten. We did some cool shit to it. I mean, it, I'm man. a chicken connoisseur. I just <laughs> Has anyone actually eaten, like, cooked cow brain here? Um, no. I have not yet. I did have a chicken Can you get cooked for cow brain? Mm-hmm. You can eat cow testicle, bull testicle, cow brain. That's a different kind of brain. We're talking. <laughs> I've had a chicken brain once, actually. It was steamed. Steamed chicken brain. Yeah. What does that taste like? Chicken. I'm not kidding. I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> so, so honestly, it, it's just kind of bland, but it's got, like, you can feel the texture, and that's where it's fucking disgusting. Because mm-hmm. if you can ignore the texture, it's not too bad, but you're going to pay attention. Of course, I eat McDonald's, so I don't know what kind of brain or people or whatever. <laughs> some brain parts. If you've had a McRib, you've had some brain. Don't worry yeah. about that. I love the McRib. Well, then you've had some brain. And hard chopped brain. up kids from India. I, lo- I love the McBrain. <laughs> you eating a brain is... No, big- Skeleton farms. Skeleton Skeleton bones in the McRib. I mean, people eat McRibs, and then they tell me that scene from Indiana Jones 2 is freaky, and I'm like, you don't even know. (laughs) When I eat McRib, I get diarrhea. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I get diarrhea after every meal. Might as well just go as far as we can on this. Do you have Crohn's? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Wait a minute, you're just like, yeah, give it to me? For this podcast. For the podcast, I'm willing to exaggerate as far as we want. So, sir, can I ask you, I mean, you've seen this movie prior, and you see it, you I, saw it again. I've seen it lots of times, actually. So, so what part did you, you really enjoy? I like, I, I think my favorite part of the movie is uh, when Frank does commit suicide with the yeah. character. I, I, it's, even as a kid, I was like, well, that's, it's so unlike anything I, I, I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. I, I love the music, the, 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 Burn the Flame or whatever. I think it's my favorite song. There is a soundtrack for this. The soundtrack is still available. I think Amazon still has it. Yeah, it's some really good music. It's some great, you know, some some really cool punk rock. The best camp has some really good ideas under it. That's always how it is. And this this movie's no exception to that, but most of it wasn't. I like when they get the the half-zombie woman after she eats uh, Scud's face, head... And you find out the why they eat brains. I, I think oh, that's, yeah, that was that, that was pretty intense right there. Well, it's a scene that you don't get in any other horror film, right? You mm-hmm. know, why, talk, you right? Know. It's like because you're like most zombie movies is like they just eat people, right? And that's what they do, no explanation. And and the explanation for them is like, no, we don't just eat people. We we eat brains because it it hurts. And I like, and it's also it humanizes them. They are still them, right? Yeah. And I I like. Um, Ernie's reaction to when he finds out that it hurts to be dead. He is a mortician, and he's doing all these things to preserve this, these bodies. He's been doing this for you. But, you know, being an embalmer, I mean, you do some invasive things. I mean, right. If, if, if we are to believe phantasm. And, <laughs> and that's what we got to, to go on. But he does these really and harsh things to these, and then sends them off to their final rest place, and you find mm-hmm. out, no, there's still pain afterwards. Yeah. That's a terrifying thought. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and so I think that's actually more scarier than than the zombies because you know, the, in the end of the day, it gets the question: Well, when I die, will it hurt? Cremation, yeah. cremation is the cure to that problem. And I think that really Cremate. plays off the the title, you know. So as far as the return, of, or this was the return of the living, return dead, of the right? living dead. Yeah. So living dead is like the big right, you know, and I think that's yeah. I think that's the connection yeah. to it. And, and yeah. um, there's I'll see what else I like. I like I love the tar monster. I think he looks neat, and and. I wonder how they did that. Uh, I'm just curious. Probably just like that slime stuff they use for for Peter Ringman and Ghostbusters. It was really fun. I 
the first time though, this is the first time I've ever watched it, and I've seen, I've seen it a lot of times. First time I've watched it in such a big screen. I would love to catch this on the on a on a theater screen, Ooh, and, yeah. one, mm-hmm. and hopefully one day I'll, I'll get that chance. But we, we watch it like we watch most of these movies on um, sixty inch uh, outside of our our, our luscious studios here. And um, I'm so fortunate. The yeah, we are. The um, the first time I really could tell that the tar monster had a that has that close up looked more like a mask than it ever did before. Really? It really mm-hmm. kind of set me back for a little bit. I was you know I warned you guys wait for something cool, and then I stepped back because I don't it, it looked a lot less cool than I remembered. Mm-hmm. It was still I oh, guess more like nine too. No 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 no. But like, I've seen it since then. I've seen no. you know, I probably seen it about two years ago the last time I watched um, it. Like I like the look of it. Oh, I do too. It's yeah, the it thing, but cool. I, I'm. I don't question so much how they did it. I just think it looks neat. Right. That's, that's as far as my opinion goes about the Dormans. Well, I mean, I mean, he looks pretty cool, and and just with that, for the rest of the shots, he looks great. But that one, that close-up shot when he says more brain, or you know, yeah, more brains or whatever, yeah, or brains, and it's just for, for that split second, I was like, I can really kind of see the rubber. Yeah, it's it was yeah. looked rubbery, less slimy. Yeah. It's like I bought this at Walmart. And HD goes, is such a. Th- and, and I think, and I think, I think that's the flaw. HD is a gr- wonderful tool. I'm glad we live in a society in an age where we have HD. Yeah. But for these older classic movies, some of them don't age. So, I'm, and visually, I will like to. If I'm gonna knock the movie, it did look like Boy Meets World sometimes yeah. with the sets. Set it looked like a sitcom. Some when yeah. when it moved the camera, it looked like it was 60 frames per second. It looked like a sci-fi movie. Right. And I At think, times, but when it was still, I didn't have as much. Of I a think, problem. and I think that's also with the, the the TVs. The new TVs do that. I don't like that. How they do yeah, that. it, it makes it like you're weird. watching it right there. I guess you want to have an explanation? Please add Scotty White or uh, email the Mopcast Network. Text at my number if you have it, because <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know the answer to some of this stuff um, but um, it, it is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. right. the sequels are, are lame which is sad if I ever had the chance to remake this movie I'd do it in a heartbeat I think yeah. it, um, I also recommend it to you know it's a, it's, a, it's a great party movie so a lot of people don't do this anymore Not a lot of them have some friends over and just watch some silly stuff and that's yeah. kind of what, what I want to celebrate with this podcast is that that's what we do I have my friends come watch movies with me and then we talk about it that's all this is about well you also pick movies that aren't just Bad, right? Because that seems to be the most right. common and, and, thing. And, and, and while bad is in the title of this podcast, bad is relative, and and so it's like a good bad. Yeah, it's a this you know this, this movie's case, not going to win an Oscar. And the reason why I think it's really it's bad, like, bad is just I think for the times. I mean, as far as production bad, goes, I mean we're not in the age where right. you know we can get good graphics, good good effects, and stuff like that. So I mean, you're looking at stuff that's you know for their time being. You know, that's the best thing. But I do feel like it was intentional. And it's fun that we can. It's intentionally campy. It's intentionally fun. It is not meant to be. You know, it is meant to be a fun movie, mm-hmm. and and they know what they wanted to make. And I don't think they were entirely successful, but I really enjoyed what they made. I think they were entirely successful. I uh, the question now goes to this: if if the same movie was made today, I don't think they would be entirely successful. If that movie came out today, exactly, no changes. That movie. Oh no. Well, no, I think. The but thing, for '85, I think it's. I think they do accomplish their goals. I think so that's '85, big... though. So it's, it fit perfectly for his, his time. The biggest problem you would have is just the fact that it's oversaturated. Right. Is the thing. I, I. I. If it wasn't so oversaturated, I mean, they don't make campy movies anymore. And right. That's all serious. Well, and, and I think they're just... afraid, afraid to. That. Uh, I was. I think you and I were just. I mean, I mean, another somebody else was discussing. I mean, uh, another friend we were discussing was because we were talking about the. Uh, he had not seen the the footage of the Deadpool movie, the Ryan Reynolds voice or the little two minute short. Mm-hmm. If you've not seen it, Google it. It's it's amazing. 
And the movie's going to be PG-13. Right, but it's but you know this is showing that an R-rated movie would work for a Deadpool, and I think it would. And they're not making. And the reason why is because they're going. This movie's going to cost you know, over a hundred million dollars to make, which I think a is ridiculous. But that's how the the budgets are inflated. Please give me an unrated cut, please, Marvel. Right. The but it's you know it costs uh, way over a hundred million dollars, and you have to sell it to thirteen year olds, or you don't get your money back. I don't believe uh, that for okay. a second. I, I believe honestly that. Look, I, I get that, but the kids get sneaked into these movies anyway. We've seen it. It's a conversation for another thing. But, but no, but no, we can have, we have Okay, if, if we're going to have that conversation, I feel like the risk hasn't been taken, and I don't think they know what's available. And while it would not necessarily sell to the younger demographic, they would see it anyway. Parents do not give a shit. Guardians of Guardians I mean. of the fucking galaxy had masturbation jokes in it. Right. I think I think we're at the yeah. point where the rating system no longer actually counts. I, and this but it's arbitrary. Watch um, this film was not yet ra- rated. You, you'll if you've not seen this film is not yet rated. I have. It is. I have. Have you seen it? I don't think so. It's a documentary about the rating system. It's uh-huh. on Netflix. You can definitely see it. Uh-huh. Um, you see, you find out how arbitrary the rating system is, and. But it's also it, it's also um, timely. So, you know what was rated R in 1985? What that movie right there as is PG PG-13. 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 If you take out the the few times they say fuck, it's PG. Well, they did have mother at one point. <laughs> mother. The nudity is that you can have that PG-13. The nudity is the exception to that rule. I, Not. I, I think you can show titties in PG. Uh, PG-13? No, you cannot. No, I don't think so. No, you cannot for the length of time that they had. Plus, yeah. plus that was vagina. Whether or not it was Barbie vagina is irrelevant. It was vagina. It wasn't. Well, she, she was on there for an extended amount of time. But she I was. Mean, honestly, going back to the whole the rating system, I mean, yeah, once again, from, from back in the if day. If it's women's breasts, it's rated R. If it's... Men's breasts, men, it's G. It's G, yeah. Because you can show all the male nipple you want. I saw Lilo and Stitch. What? <laughs> that had man tit in it. The the fat guy eating ice cream and Lilo and Stitch. Uh, I'm I'm looking up to, to keep talking. I'm looking up. Here. The fat guy in Lilo, which was the best Disney character ever made. What's your all's opinion of the fat guy from Lilo and Stitch? I, I don't movie, even man. remember. I only remember the Elvis songs. He, he the, the ice cream would fall onto his belly and he would get sad. It, oh. it was the movie making fun of American tourists who visited uh, Hawaii and how they're all fat white people. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Is that accurate? Uh, I, guess, huh? yeah, well, I, I haven't been to Hawaii. I just assume they're right. They would know. They're Disney. Um, they know everything. They maintain strong language, nudity, not explicit. I don't think the breasts would be. I disagree. They uh, would not show uh, mildly uh, mild blood vials and mild drug content. Once again, though, I mean, 13-year-olds a day, man, they, they know some stuff. Let's I mean, also consider the fact she was aroused, like, trying to arouse I've never him. seen, you know... A penis before. Alright, so so you keep her you keep her skirt like on, she she flashes her breast for a little bit. Today. It's a far shot too, so you don't really get to see them very long. Let me just put it I I don't know about that. Um you see a lot of it. Literally, she's naked the entire time yeah. she's in the movie. <laughs> and they're quite lovely. Yeah, I think an ass yeah, is something you can argue yeah, sure. me, but the breasts are a different story entirely. But look, if, if, if other than that, I agree with you. PG-13. I see no problem with that. But because of that, I don't think it is. Okay. And I think it would be rated R because well, of that. And do we know the real rating in '85? It's rated R. Oh yeah, it's rated R. Okay. But I don't think PG-13 was a thing. Or no, maybe, PG-13 or was, that was later. Invented? Shit. When did Indiana Jones 2 come out? Uh, I thought Pretty Kid was the first PG-13 movie. What was it? What did uh, you say? The first PG-13 movie. I thought it was. Hold on. I, I fucking forget my. Name. I forgot what it was, so I can look it up. I think it was 
I know Indy was like the one to make it happen because they're like you're ripping a heart out. Red Dawn, nineteen eighty four, was the first so, movie to get PG thirteen, so it was a year before that. Red Dawn, a year after that. So yeah, I s- hmm. still. I mean, then again, the standards for PG thirteen were so new at the time. And that's they may not have. I mean, that it's changed so drastically. Oh, yeah. I mean, now it doesn't even make sense. Fucking half the PG thirteen movies should be rated R, and half the R rated movies should be PG thirteen. Doesn't make fucking sense. So, so should we change it to PG PG fifteen? Make it G rated for the children to watch this film. It's right up with Disney's Up. Pixar's Up on the wire. All right. Here's the thing about the rating system. I think the rating system. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the rating system. Um, as a, as a filmmaker, I am. I'm not a fan. And the loophole out of this is those you make strictly for the internet. If, once you figure out how to monetize for the internet correctly and, and, and great, and it will happen. It may not happen in my lifetime, but you know, when someone makes that first, you know, you know, I mean, I appreciate it off the internet. I appreciate it historically and what it did because it was the thing that allowed people to make movies for different ages, which allowed people to. At the time, it was liberating, but now it's become more restrictive because everyone wants PG. No, everyone, but even back then, I mean, racism had come into the fifties anyway, and so. They were making kids' movies. I mean, Disney, Snow White. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you, you didn't get an R-rated equivalent. It, you, you were tied down by a system. You generally had to be so clean. Gone with the Wind was right. the first thing to push it with, with damn. Right. And then it got farther than that. And, and Which I'm hoping to see because uh, TMC is releasing it back in theaters. I mean, PG-13. We do watch classic movies. movies from time to time. I <laughs> never seen all, I need to see more movies. That's Gone why we have on this podcast. Yeah. Gone with the Wind's actually coming to Regal Theater. Yeah, yeah, really? the, yeah, yeah, yeah. October 1st. Yeah, it's, well, Sunday. It's uh, Sunday the 28th and uh, October 1st. Yeah. Um, Where is that? Which theater? The, this cross the road lanes. Road. Yeah, the road. Oh, we should go. Okay. I don't want to. I'll put some more. It's long. It's four hours. Yeah. It's worth it. It's got I've, I've seen it already. I don't want to see it again. I've seen it all. I've also seen it on the big screen. Um, it's it's great on the big screen. I saw Brazil on the big screen. You're a big fan of Brazil. It's yeah. my favorite movie. It's like the Earthbound of films. Yeah. Because I never shut up about it. <laughs> That's true. Um, I guess we're, we're, we're drawing close to the end. We've had some really interesting discussion that, that led from this film. Um, it's yeah. been a really really good show. Um, oh. I guess I guess we're in a group, but I, I like to end the show about what, what we recommend this trip to friends, and so um, we'll start with Eric since he's on the other side of the room here. I recommend it to people who want to have a good time. I mean, I mean, I do recommend this film. Like look, curmudgeons, you're not gonna love this look, movie. Look, <laughs> if I directed the film, I would have made some changes. I think there are changes that they wanted to have made, but overall, it is an enjoyable film, and I'm glad I spent my time with it. Stevenson. Um, I mean, I'll definitely agree with him. I mean, honestly, all the movies that you pick, Scotty, are, are the type of movies that we can all, you know, gather around, kind of like, you know, comment on and have fun with, but at the same time enjoy, you know, these films that, that you know, kind of bring us to the present day, what they're doing now. Just so. wait, I've got some stinkers coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robot jocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could all comment and laugh about it. That's, that's hilarious. That's true. Uh, Forrest. I would recommend it. Um, if you enjoy a campy... 80s movie about zombies. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, it's definitely a great movie that you can enjoy with friends and family. Um, of course, I... Uh, he hates I, it. I love it. I love it. I've said it a lot of times. I'm like uh, Eric the moment I saw it when I was little. I was like, this is the greatest movie ever. I kind of want to watch it again. Might do that. Well, you want to go back out there? We'll just watch <laughs> it again. <laughs> you can borrow my We'll copy. make a sequel podcast <laughs> called Netflix. We Saw It Again. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. Look for it. I, I, I don't know if instantwatcher.com. Go and check. <laughs> Seriously, on you YouTube. can check literally right now. You're on the computer. It's probably on YouTube. Can we be like that? This is the end. I mean, like many movies are like movies that have already been done. This is like bullshit. 
Yeah. This is the end was a pretty good movie. I liked it. Well, how they, how they yeah, redid, like, you know, Pineapple Express or whatever, like, two. And, like, they kept making, like, you know, throw-offs <laughs> of their own movies and stuff that John Patel did previously. All right. All right. We could do that. We could discuss that real quick. So, so Louisville's been nuked. You got charged to do a sequel. What would you do? Oh, man. There's nobody there, man. Like, I mean, the only thing that happened was you bring out the guys, uh, you know, nuclear guys. You know, let them scan the area, see if there's still life out there or not. But how do how do how do we know then that was the solution, the nuclear explosion? Because they ripped off Resident Evil. I don't care that it came. If first. nothing else killed them, how can the nuclear explosion kill the zombies? Well, I think they were. I, what was so everything. special? What was in that radiation? Nuke? No, 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 no. There's one thing that kills the zombies in this movie. That's cremation. You burn a zombie to death. The, the, we, we we learned that. You just can't shoot him in the head. Right, and so it just you can't cut solve a, a nuclear a nuclear blast. It's it's so hot. It's heat. Yeah. yeah, and so it'll it'll cremate lots of things. <laughs> so if you especially well, if, if so if you target you target the, the infected area as ground zero, it's going to burn. Yeah, so we learned that. It's the same thing we learned in um, Outbreak. You guys seen Outbreak? No, with the monkey, right? Yeah, with the monkey. Yeah, the first the opening scene of Outbreak. They they um, they're trying to. Uh, Contain the deadly Mutaba virus, and uh, they do it with a fuel bomb. That when it, when it hits, it sucks all the air out and ignites it. I feel like mm. I've seen it, but I can't. Think it's of the, it. my favorite scene in the movie. I, it's just like this whole village is screwed. It's just like boom. Mm. That's that's kind of I think that was the idea with the army blowing up um, Louisville. Gotcha. Or Louisville, like I like Louisville. Quick way to make an ending. Uh, <laughs> It is a quick. I mean, it was set up. I'll give it that. It was set up with the army guy that originally felt like it didn't belong in the movie. And I still think don't think he belongs. We I didn't. We kind of glossed over him. This weird army guy. You don't. Well, we glossed over the entire film. But uh, well, the second half, I got really yeah. much. Well, the, the second half, half was short though. So I mean, right? It's just, it's just a bunch of running and screaming. Like the yeah, they get what they deserve. And I think we covered the the, the good parts of it. You know, I'm not complaining. Burning, I'm just saying, like, it was just. I don't know. It, it was felt odd. tacked on. But <laughs> at least they did enough to give me another scene before that. Right. Otherwise, that would have come out of nowhere. So Stevenson's doing a, a sequel for us. So you have radiation guys coming out. Yeah, radiation guys come out, scan the area. Um, I don't know. Either, either they find, they step in some more liquid or, or they find the rest of the, I guess they're trying to find the rest of the stuff mm-hmm. if it hasn't blown up already. Well, know. see, my, my, my thought about that, they're in that basement. I doubt that basement's destroyed unless right, the bomb right. hit them directly. Right, so they, or, But the whistle was coming, you know, was coming real close to them. Uh-huh. So they stumble onto that, get that. I guess they're trying to take it somewhere. But maybe at the same time, because it's so easy to kick the damn thing and cause a leak, <laughs> they actually, like, wherever they're taking it to, it's causing a leak the whole way. So it just ends up affecting more of the area. Um, therefore, you got more people. Mm-hmm. Maybe from, I don't know, uh, next to Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. Maybe, maybe West Virginia. West Virginia. Like, uh, <laughs> Next <you know>. Kentucky. <laughs> so uh, it pretty much does another outbreak again, and then we pretty much got nuke some more of the country. <laughs> Thank you, Russia. Yeah. I'm a big fan of tequila, which has nothing to do with Return of the Living Dead, because um, it was not. It's it's a movie that happens in Kentucky. Actually, it's a Louisville, Kentucky movie. Um, not about horses, but about um, zombies instead. I don't know why Louisville was picked, but that's where they, they base it out a of. A lot of business people in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of horses. Uh, a lot of business people at, at the, the race there. Lot, and the, Lexington, too, has a lot of horses. That's 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 where they're raised, too, a lot. You raise horses yeah, like, you and then you ship them to Louisville, Louisville. to run. <laughs> Kentucky. Oh, oh Kentucky. baseball bats. Yes. Baseball Lu- bats. Are, Louisville and Slugger. And the Barwich loves baseball. I, I do love me some baseball bats. 
<laughs> she does love her bats. Why? Because they're long. And just... I, I love baseball. Baseball is a fine sport played by fine gentlemen. Fine gentlemen. Do you have a favorite team? I, I do, but I, I don't want to run off other listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we can maybe uh, address that in a... Maybe there'll be a tie-in. A tie-in. We can yes. do a baseball movie. We can do a baseball movie, and, and, and I will find a cocktail. Do you know what a fine baseball movie we could do? Oh, there's so many. Um, the Natural is, is excellent. I think The Natural is kind of highbrow for our show. It's a fine... Okay, but... Field of Dreams. There is absolutely <laughs> nothing about the actors in that movie that's highbrow. Darth Vader is in that movie. Yeah. He's He's one of our folk, though. He's okay. Uh, sort of. I think he's just... I don't know how well James Earl Jones really... Ke- okay, Kevin Costner. Need I say more? Yes, yeah, true. He is the postman. So. <laughs> so. And I'm one of six people on the planet who like the postman. Well, anyway, we've got we've got The Natural. We've got Field of Dreams. We've got Sandlot. We've oh, Sandlot got, would be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, James Earl Jones in The Sandlot. He does a lot of baseball movies. Baseball's, baseball is excellent. Baseball, baseball is, is excellent. Fine. James Earl Jones is fine. There's a lot of fine things right no now. No baseball players in the zombie film, though. Well, no, they're smarter than that. But but there are baseball bats. As there should be in any zombie <laughs> film. <laughs> well, um, one guy knocks another zombie's head off with a baseball bat. I wonder if it's... A, I bet it was a Louisville Slugger since it was in Kentucky. I'm sure it was. Part has to be, right? Yep. I mean, does anyone else really make bats? Uh, just those fake aluminum things. Yeah, not a fan of the aluminum bat, huh? Not, not, not. They get cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. What more can you say about that? So, uh, on that note, do you have a, uh, a drink uh, for us? Oh, this was too easy. Uh, this needs to be more challenging. Of course I do. For Return of the Living Dead, this signature drink is, drumroll... The zombie, of course. Oh, of course, the zombie. <laughs> but I do have some inf- interesting information about the zombie drink. I think most people in our audience have been making the zombie, if they do make the zombie or order the zombie, their bartender's probably been making it incorrectly. Oh, so you're going to correct them. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to elucidate people on the proper way to make a zombie. The, the bar wench is going to educate us on the proper zombie. <laughs> so, so Okay. Ingredients in a zombie. Most people probably know this, especially if if you're listening to this segment. I'm guessing you're. I don't you're a think fan I've of- ever had a zombie. Uh, I can't even go there. It's just too dirty for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know if they're really my style. Things fall off. Why would you have a zombie? They're easy to catch, sort though. Of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but so is herpes, and you don't want that. That's true. We don't want herpes at all. Okay, Herpes. ingredients. We're, we're way off task here. <laughs> ingredients in a zombie is, of course, the juice of one lime, some unsweetened pineapple juice, bitters, an ounce of dark rum, two ounces of white rum. What is bitters? Bitters is exactly that. It's it's what you put in a drink to give it more flavor. There's no alcohol involved in bitters. It's 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 something else that all fully stocked bars should have. I'll do research on bitters for another show. <laughs> okay. I'll, I will I will give you more about bitters. She has a history of bitters, is what she's saying. She <laughs> have a she got her do- she, her her doctorate is in in beerology, barology, and other ologies that involve. Now, now see, people who are making their list are all confused. All right, all right. Look, sorry, sorry. We'll post this on the website. Okay. Uh, two ounces of white rum, an ounce of apricot brandy, an ounce of papaya juice, and the most important ingredient, a half an ounce of 151 proof rum. That sounds great. Right? It's very tropical. It, well, it is. It's very fruity. I yeah. mean, you know, if, if, if you're a zombie, 
why not go somewhere pleasant? Well, the legend starts from from the islands. Exactly. So I guess it keeps toward its Haitian roots. And and I would recommend, if I may, um, a brand. I I am a big fan of the Bacardi. You're a Bacardi girl. I am a Bacardi girl. It is. It is. I I Bacardi love does their not buns. sponsor us yet, but we're hoping. <laughs> Um, anyway, so what, and of course you mix those ingredients. It's a very simple drink to mix. You just mix those simple ingredients, except the 151 rum, which you pour that on top. And there's a reason, um, because a true zombie, it it actually started as a warm drink called a hot zombie and you light the 151. So you get flames. And most people don't do that anymore because it is a tropical drink and most tropical drinks we don't think of as fire drinks or right. drinks. Well, I do. Like, you know. Car bombs is not really a tropical <laughs> drink, Scotty. <laughs> well, Ireland is an island. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, but so, yeah, that, that, that's really the zombie is, uh, is, is served warmish, uh, no ice, if you noticed, and uh, lit on fire and garnished with a cherry. Which is ironic because zombies don't like fire. <laughs> um, well, maybe you're scaring zombies away with the fire in your drink. I, I I have no. The zombies are not going to drink a zombie. Is what you're saying? Do zombies drink? I mean, it's not brain matter. <laughs> That's true. Maybe. Oh, if there, you can make a brain matter cocktail. I think brain matter is illegal in most states. <laughs> At least human brain matter. I wonder if it's illegal in Delaware. <laughs> uh, we could maybe do cow brain matter. Oh, that's. Not monkey brain matter? Monkey brain. Oh, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm getting squeamish. Ugh. Anyway, well, that's that's the cocktail. And if you'd like a beer, of course, this is easy. Guess the beer for this film. <laughs> oh, really? Um, Rogue Ale. Dead guy. Uh, dead guy. Dead guy. Rogue Ta-da! Ale. Ta-da. So See, look at, look at you. Look at you. I, I would have been like, bud. <laughs> no, we didn't say dead taste bud. Oh! Dead guy. Uh, dead guy. Dead guy. So still a little hoppy for me, but it's just too—it's just too obvious. That—that that sounds good. So we have a, a zombie. The the real way to make the a zombie. Official, the way, the yeah. official made. Who, who made it official? <laughs> Is there a governing board of zombie drinks? <laughs> I do. I take this research seriously, sir. You asked me to set in, and and, and, and I, I do. I do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I do. I, I don't want to offend the, the zombie. The, the the beginning of the drink we know now as a zombie was originally called a hot zombie and set on fire. So there you go. Try it. I, I, I will. I will. And if you try, if you like it, please go ahead. Um, shoot some YouTube video of you drink, drinking and enjoying your hot zombie. Please put the flames out before you drink. Especially, like, remember that once you get to number two or number three, three. or number four. four. Yes, because, well, I mean, while we would like our videos to go viral, for the right reasons. <laughs> No Safety first. No alcoholics were harmed in the making of this beverage. <laughs> or this podcast. All right. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, I think that's a great note to end on uh, Stevenson's sequel. Is he the only one that gets a sequel? No one else gets <laughs> I don't a want a sequel. That's it. That, that mucus <laughs> out. I got the perfect sequel idea. You send Leon Kennedy to Spain, and then he fights the T-virus from the Spaniards, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a guy called Keflor appears, and he's got a knife. he got a quick time event him. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> no. Why? What am I doing? Memory Card Radio is the greatest show that you're not listening. How can you hear? How can you, how can you get to Memory Card Radio? I don't know. How do you get to Memory Card Radio? 
<laughs> we have a YouTube channel. If you YouTube Memory Card Radio, we also have a Facebook page. Get an email? No. Not yet. We uh, will. You can... Uh, uh, MemoryCardRadio at gmail.com. I'll make it immediately uh, after I today. I should plug my little show. Yeah, Force has got, yeah, got a show now. A uh, podcast called The Black Book. We have a SoundCloud page. SoundCloud.com slash Black Book. Our email is uh, theblackbook at gmail.com. And we have a Twitter page. Twitter.com slash blackbook. What was that Episodes about? coming soon. Uh, it's, it's me and this girl named Kelly. We just talk about like real shit. Oh. Shit that's going on in our lives. Oh, and stuff nice. in the world. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to find all these wonderful podcasts as part of the Mopcast Network. You'll find the Mopcast Network, of course, on Podbean. Because that's where you found this one, hopefully. Or SoundCloud or YouTube or Facebook or whatever other. Don't forget to visit us on MySpace, Napster. <laughs> 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 Hello. coming soon. Once I get a. What the hell is Ello? It's the anti Facebook. Don't forget us about on t- on Tinder. You can date me. <laughs> <laughs> I think your sweetest okay, girlfriend would like that. We're fucking everywhere. <laughs> I'm not fucking anybody. <laughs> me either. She's gone. In Sweden. She'll be, she'll be back though. Yeah, but fucking Sweden's far, man. I, I can't walk. How far is it? It's not Germany. It's not <laughs> Germany. So you know we're talking <laughs> distance. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it for me. Um, of course, I'm Scotty. Uh, you can follow me at, uh, at Scotty White and, uh, of course, uh, ScottyWhite.com. Um, we'll be back next week with another awesome film that these gentlemen and some other people, we never know who will have show, have never seen. And so um, we'll sign out there. Have a good one. Go out and create something. That's the best thing about the uh, let's go create something for the multiverse. See you later. Bye. The Marvel multiverse? Any multiverse. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.